Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Welcome to my show, America Can We Talk. Today, we're going to talk about It's Columbus Day, America. Kanye and Candace spoke for all sane Americans. PayPal punished, thank goodness, and Dr. Twitter threatens America's health. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. On America Can We Talk, I talk about election integrity, border security, healthcare freedom, race relations, energy and tax policy, education policy, free speech and assembly, freedom of religion, and all other issues that touch on the God-given right of every American to life, liberty, and the pursuit of their version of happiness. Stay tuned. And hello again and welcome to America Can We Talk and to today's First Five. I'm Debbie Georgiatis doing this show from home. Okay, welcome to America Can We Talk. Um, I said, it's, I call this segment, it's Columbus Day today. And I want to talk about, it is Columbus Day. Happy Columbus Day. Hope you're all enjoying or mostly enjoying a day off from work. Um, I will tell you that I think it's a really bigger consequential issue for conservatives than just the dispute over whether we should call this Columbus Day or should we call it Native Indigenous Peoples Day, which is what um, President Biden is trying to call this holiday. The reason it's important is this. There have been, has been an effort over the last, I don't even know how many years, but it's grown every year to stop referring to today as Columbus Day and instead to refer to it as Indigenous Peoples Day. And part of the argument is because when Christopher Columbus, uh, who was actually in search of India, uh, but made his way to the New World, uh, that in the course of his uh, his um, travels, as well as in the course of the travels of other explorers after him, the uh, colonialism era began where uh, countries that had more established naval vessels could and could, uh, or just uh, seaworthy vessels could fly, you know, go around the world, float around the world and show up at different places and conquer native peoples and colonialism occurred. There was a, you know, especially Britain, Great Britain was one of the key colonial powers but the concept was essentially that this discovery by Christopher Columbus as coming to America, even though he thought he was in India or was headed toward India, uh, was really the kickoff toward this era of colonialism. And secondly, that celebrating Christopher Columbus, who uh, himself was uh, Italian, uh, was a is a kind of a mockery of or ignoring of the suffering of the hand at the hands of explorers like Christopher Columbus and others uh, on the part of the indigenous people in America. And what I want to get at is it's at least three really important points to make. You can, there may have been a too idealistic view of Columbus and failure to pay attention to the impact of the spread of colonialism on indigenous people. There may have, that may have been true that maybe the only thing we ever talked about was the cute little song we all learned to sing in kindergarten, you know, Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492 and all that. But the fact is what the left is trying to do is ignore that exploration spirit, ignore what was good about the explorers and them, which eventually led us all to understand, you know, the earth is round, the globe is round and all the things we learned about that. Uh, but to ignore all of that and focus simply on the suffering of the indigenous people. You can address the failure of our education system up until now to address or account for the impact on indigenous people 
by expanding what you teach about Columbus Day. By instead of just having people finding Italy on the map and making a little drawing across the ocean and finding out where we eventually ended up in America, you could have students learn about the indigenous people. You can expand what you teach kids. And that's a great thing. I'm all in favor of that. But the point of the people who want to shut down the, the concept of Columbus Day is not merely to make sure we understand the suffering of indigenous people. It is to chip away at the whole concept of America's unique and extraordinary greatness. If America had not emerged from Columbus's discovery, the other uh, explorers coming here, and then people eventually settling here from Western Europe and expanding America, America would, would not have ever come to exist had it not been for the spirit of the explorers early on, including Christopher Columbus. When leftists, and it's always the leftists, attacking celebration of Columbus Day, Columbia Day, Christopher Columbus Day, what they're really saying is stop celebrating America. What the people who liked the idea of celebrating Christopher Columbus and his uh, coming to America, what they're trying to celebrate was not just he happened to land at some certain place in some year and that eventually sparked the, the growth of America. It's to celebrate the idea of America. It's to celebrate the founding of America. It's to celebrate the idea that America became, in all of the world, America became the place where we after Columbus, after other explorers, after the development of colonies, after the you know, pilgrims and Puritans and all that, America, the country emerged, emerged as the, as the most important, consequential, significant country in all of world history, not because of skin color, race, ethnicity, or national origin. America emerged as the country most consequential in all world history because we founded our country, our forebears, founded our country on the idea of the unique and extraordinary greatness of the ideas of the Bible, of the scriptures, and the brilliance of the philosophers at that time, all pulled together by the founders to say, we're going to found a country on the notion that individuals have the right to live in God-given freedom. Individuals have the right to live in freedom, to have a country and a government that's actually rooted in that freedom, that promises to the maximum extent, and maximum extent possible that we will honor the rights of, of, the, of people in our country to live out their God-given freedom. That, as was recounted, recited in our very Declaration of Independence, that all of us are created equal, that we have rights from our Creator to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and all the other rights spelled out in the Bill of Rights. That was the concept of America. That's what the people who created Columbus Day as, an, as a holiday to honor were trying to honor. America's unique greatness. And when the left in this country attacks Christopher Columbus Day and attacks the idea of celebrating him, because after all, there were there were bad acts. There were bad acts, bad actions uh, taken on, on the part of Christopher Columbus and others who came over with him and other explorers later. There were repressive actions undertaken by those people, brutal, violent, disease spread, all those things happened. They happened in every continent on this globe. They happened at the hands of all sorts of people. But that doesn't change the fact, the fact that they weren't perfect, they can be, those things can be taught. What, whatever actions were, were to be recognized as making Christopher Columbus not a perfect human being, fine, teach that. But when the left attacks Columbus Day, they're attacking the very idea of America. Understand and believe me, leftists hate the idea of America. 
They hate the idea that a country is rooted in recognizing and honoring God-given freedom, that we founded our country in the idea that we're going to honor that freedom and all other rights that flow to us from God, and we're going to try to protect our citizens from an overpowering tyrannical government, which most of the world has lived under, lived under since time began. We were and are unique in all of world history in creating a country of unique and extraordinary greatness. And it started, you could pick other starting points, it started with Christopher Columbus. It started with him coming here. It started with the creation of our country. For the same reason, the left attacks 1776 and the founding of our country and the, and the Declaration of Independence, because that's another marker of the spirit of America. The same reason they attack that the founding of America, July 4th, instead, they want to push America back to the 1619 project and focus on slavery and focus on the first time there were slave ships that landed on America's shores. The left does that, not because they want to make sure we know we have a history of slavery in this country, which of course we do, and it was evil, and it was wrong, we got rid of it, and other countries in the world also got rid of it. The left attacked 1776 for the same reason they attacked Columbus Day. They hate the idea of America. They hate the idea of millions of people who actually believe they have the right to live in freedom. Because leftists are always about tyranny, always about control, always about taking away your freedom, always about taking away your rights. And if they can feed this insidious ugliness into the American society and, and cause young people to turn against America, to hate America, they are on board. So now let me just tell you what's happening in the, in the public schools. But understand, celebrate Columbus Day. Put it on your Facebook page. Say that you're the one who celebrates and guess what's happening because the left is not really trying to make sure you understand indigenous people who, by the way, we're all killing each other anyway. The, the Native American tribes in America, and, and this is you know, pre-Columbian history. I've gone over on this show before. Many other people have also is not like we had an idyllic, uh, perfect little continent here with all these native tribes who did nothing wrong and they all just loved each other every day. Nothing bad happened. They were warring and killing each other and kidnapping each other and, and engaging in uh, tribalism and engaging in you know, profound depth commit to commitment to tribalism and destruction, no structured society, no order in the sense that Western civilization has brought to the world. But let me just tell you what's happening. Well, I'm telling you, I think a lot of my audience, you're an, uh, at the age in life, enough trips around the sun. You remember what we used to say, yeah, yay, Columbus Day. Christopher Columbus, he was a hero. He discovered America. Instead of expanding what children learned, what the left has managed to do in our culture and society and instilled in the skulls full of mush, as Limbaugh used to call college students, skulls full of mush, a hatred of America. And they get to that in part by convincing people to hate Christopher Columbus and everything he stood for. So let me just tell you what's happening in public schools. Just one good example. This is in the Virginia public schools, you know, right outside of our nation's capital. Virginia public schools, Fairfax County Public School Board passed a motion just a few days ago uh, for lessons to their terms pivot from acknowledging Columbus Day. And instead, they have a 17-point PowerPoint, 17-page PowerPoint that's being presented in the public schools in Fairfax, which include, instead of the entire presentation, 
three mentions of Christopher Columbus, when I guess they weren't very nice uh, references to him, but they go into a deep dive on equity and inclusion, indigenous rights and identity in America, using appropriate terminology with dealing with, um, I guess everybody, I don't know, and the racial discrimination or insensitivity that Native Americans face today and why that is commonplace in American society. They are using Columbus Day as a day to convince young people, to teach young people that what you really should do instead of honoring the spirit of exploration that led to the awareness of the world, you know, what the shape of the world, where the other countries were, that led to the growth out, even in America, out of tribalism and dark violence toward each other, which is most of what pre-Columbian American was. It was tribalistic battles between tribes to lead to an ordered and civilized society, far better for everyone. But in America today, the left has so pummeled reason and rationality out of the minds of administrators that what's happening probably in states around this country, in school districts around this country, but Fairfax County Public School, they're spending the day talking about, or whenever, they're, they're probably the day off today, but whatever the day they're doing this, they're spending the day talking about how an evil place America is, how racial discrimination is rampant in America. Uh, their term, they say racial discrimination and insensitivity is commonplace in American society today. They lie to the students. They lie about the greatness and goodness of America. Instead, use a holiday like Columbus Day that could be a celebration of what Columbus did, his spirit of exploration, and then how, because he came to America eventually, and because other explorers came, and because we built out of a wilderness and out of an era, we built a, we built a Western society rooted in freedom, rooted in these ideas of a structured order that gave and recognized, founded on the concept, as the Declaration said, the individuals have the right to live in freedom. So understand the left uses Columbus Day to stoke racism, to stoke hatred of America. And that's why they tell America not to celebrate Columbus Day. You know what? To be a good patriot, celebrate Columbus Day, acknowledge the truth of the, the imperfections of Columbus and others who were the explorers, but recognize we may have gotten to America eventually with other explorers and other times, but the reason Christopher Columbus and Columbus Day are to be celebrated is because we're discovering and celebrating unique and extraordinary greatness of America. That's what we are celebrating. So happy Columbus Day, America. So there's a lot of talk over the weekend, uh, you know, <laughs> Kanye West, who just now wants to go with yay, go by the name yay, I guess, uh, and Candace Owens, uh, they did a uh, presentation in, um, they were, they were, I think it was like a French, a French fashion show. So first I want to show you just a picture. This is just Emilio, my wonderful producer, the picture of their backs. Okay, just look at that, please. What they sent, what they did, that picture, as you can see, as um, Candace Owens on the left and Kanye West on the right, or yay, and they have shirts that say white lives matter, white lives matter. And so you, you can hardly imagine, of course, the outrage this uh, just brought by many, many people in this country and this world, the idea that black Americans would wear something saying white lives matter, all sorts of hysteria, you know, spewing out of the left wing world. But I want to just say something great. But first of all, I think, especially, I think Candace Owens is brilliant. Candace Owens, she's this young woman. In fact, I will tell you, folks, this show, America Can We Talk, we had her on before she was even famous. Literally, she was in her little apartment, wherever she lived, making videos, just saying, you know, this is crazy how all these people are attacking Donald Trump. And 
she, the quick story about Candace Owens, she remembered growing up in, in the time when in, in the East Coast, I think, I think she was at some point in New York and then some other, uh, you know, uh, inner city area, but um, in, in the East Coast. But in any case, she remembered when she was growing up how the black community would loved Donald Trump because he was this wealthy, you know, billionaire, swagger, bigger than life kind of guy. And how people in the black community would not only respect him, they wanted to be him. They talked about him as, yeah, I'm going to be the man. I'm going to be like Donald Trump. So he was revered in the black community during the time he was a very, very successful businessman, you know, a builder, um, a, um, you know, just a, just a you know, very, very successful, always in the news, kind of swagger billionaire guy. She recalled in her black community where she grew up, which was lower income, but she recalled, they would all say, oh yeah, Donald Trump, he's the coolest guy ever. And then all of a sudden, he uh, decided to run for president. And she said, I'm looking around at these same people who always thought he was great, and they're all calling him a racist. And I'm, and this is you know how Candace Owens is describing it. She's saying, well, what are you even talking about? I remember when they thought he was great. So she kind of dove into politics a little bit. And this is very early on. She made a video um, that what just went viral. And then I found her before she was, I mean, I didn't find her, but she was on Facebook. I tracked her down on Facebook and invited her on my show. She came out really early, uh, just before she was, you know, Candace Owens, the famous, uh, to talk about how crazy this all was. And she gave a little video, which is a great example of what I want to talk about. The video she did, which was really so clever and so simple, but she said, you know, she said, I got up in the morning and I went to the gym. So I went to the gym and um, a white guy handed me my towel and I checked in. I checked at the front desk, a white guy handed my towel. And then I went over here and the instructor in the whatever class she took, you know, he was Asian. And then I went here and then I left the gym and I went by a coffee shop and I got myself a drink. And the person who waited on me was, you know, some other race or ethnicity or national origin. And she runs through how her just normal daily life in half a day, she gets home and she says, you know what happened? All those people are black people and Asian and Hispanic and white. You know what happened racially? Nothing. We all just said hello. Hey, how are you doing today? Went about our lives. She's making the point that the way all of us live our lives is not the way the left tries to depict what America is. It was a great, great video. I'm obviously paraphrasing her exact words, but that was her point. She ran across people all day long. Very, very, um, you know, just not focused on race and ethnicity and national origin. So she's become Candace Owens. She's simply wonderful. But anyway, so she, Kanye and Candace are over at this fashion show. They wear these White Lives Matter shirts. And then there was a, later an, an interview and Kanye West, um, now I, you know, I wouldn't know if I, I would, okay, I'd know if I saw him, but I don't really know much about him. I don't follow him much, but, you know, he gave an interview and he began making statements that essentially were saying, you know, he's, he's uh, become very, religious, very Christian, um, you know, his one standard is pleasing God, which, you know, makes leftists out of their minds because one of the primary goals of leftism, besides to make you hate America and make you hate everybody else who doesn't look like you, everybody else, and to make you believe that America is deeply racially divided, is to make the other big leftist goal is to make you not believe in God or to, to mock people who do believe in God. Just just so ridiculous. So Kanye, very serious, uh, committed uh, Christian. He had on, he had a Tucker Carlson interview and he had on some 
Uh, you know, he'd been at this fashion show with with um, Candace Owens, but he had on this placard, this name tag thing, uh, where he had a picture of a fetus, an unborn child, and he commented about that. He believes in life. He's 100% pro-life. And these kind of things, it made the left just explode. I mean, and that what they were really saying was, how dare a black man not go along with the leftist ideology that we have insisted, we demand all black Americans agree with. That's what they, I mean, the most racist, you talk about where racism resides in America, it's in the hearts and minds of the American left who work so hard to make you hate people of a different skin color, make you believe America is deeply divided, and to tell people because of your skin color how you must think. They're not outraged because he wasn't making sense. They're not outraged because he said inconsistent things. They're outraged because they believe they have set down, they laid down the law, and black Americans simply must believe some things and not believe other things, and you're not allowed to deviate and think for yourself. So it was a fabulous thing. Um, I think I sent to Emilio, yeah, 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 okay. So we have a little clip of him, um, of Kanye West being interviewed by Tucker Carlson. If you can quick play that, we'll talk about that. So you just came from Paris Fashion Week, you just landed, and you have a lanyard still on from it, and there's a photograph on it. What is that? It's a photograph of a baby's ultrasound. Why is that? And that you designed that? Yes. Why? What does that mean? Uh, it just represents life and pro-life. Boy, so you wear it on a badge. What, what kind of response do you get? And, and good, amen, I agree. I don't care about people's responses. I care about the fact that there's more black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point. That 50% of black death in America is abortion. So I really don't care about people's responses. I perform for an audience of one and that's God. Okay, you're not allowed to say that. You know, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be really upfront and tell you folks, I am texting to see if someone can come in here and get this camera more in focus. Apparently the camera's not in focus, sorry. I'm here, I'm not blurry, I'm, I'm really actually totally fine. Um, but I want to just say, you know, the left is so used to treating people like Kanye West and Candace Owens with outrage, and all they're really saying is, I can't believe these people have the nerve to say things I don't believe in. And Con I mean, he just, just made the left out of their minds. Um, I'll tell you something else interesting, where, where this all comes from. I mean, leftism is just this ideology that is all about the personal power and control of the left over everything else, over everybody else. And so the concept that someone steps out of line, uh, another wonderful example, of course, is uh, on our United States Supreme Court, Clarence Thomas. The left is outraged by him because he dares he dares. Um, you know what? I have my assistant here. We got to try to. Can you focus the camera? Touch that little button on top. I think. Uh, yeah. Just see if it brings me more into focus. Is that better? Wait, wait, Emilio. Yes. Okay, that's good. Okay. You know, what, folks. This is here's this is we're rock and rolling from home. Thank you very much. Um, anyway, I I love the idea of these people being so brave because it is really brave what Kanye West does and what Candace Owens does. It's very brave. But tell you something else about Kanye West and what he had to say. I truly am telling you, he speaks on behalf of millions of black Americans who 100% agree with him. It's really important to recognize that fact that you know the left has tried to tell America, you know, pretty much we're deeply racially divided. Nearly every black person in America uh, sees our country as deeply racist. Nearly every black person in America, you know, is on to the left wing agenda, hook, line, and sinker. They they think whatever left tells them, 
And so, you know, Kanye West to the leftist mindset for him saying all these things, the leftists are just thinking, you know, this is like a, like a, an alien space creature. How could this guy say this? I'm telling you, there are millions of black Americans cheering him on saying, finally, someone who's got a platform, who's got a voice is saying this. Finally, someone is saying, actually, we don't want to be told by left-wing America what we're supposed to think, and we don't want to be divided by left-wing America. We don't want them to do this to us. I'm telling you, millions of black Americans cheered him on. No, I do not have any research or study I've done to prove that point. I'm just telling you that is what is true. So I'll tell you another interesting thing. It doesn't make Kanye West perfect. He makes some comments that are that seem very anti-Semitic, anti-Israel. I'm not going to go off on those, except to say, you don't have to agree with everything he says. He's got a right to free speech. He can say things that mostly conservatives like, that are that's trying to get above the endless racial division the left creates. And he can say some other things you think, I don't agree with him. I think that's wrong. This is what free speech is all about. This is what Kanye West is allowed to have. I do deeply, I mean, I'm, I am a deep and strong supporter of Israel. And uh, you know, my husband and I are Christian, but we have very dear friends in Israel who are deeply committed to the Jewish faith. We have wonderful relationship with them, wonderful conversations about God and Jesus and life and all that. I mean, we are, we're, we're very supportive of Israel, and I deplore anti-Semitism. I deplore this whole, you know, any kind of movement that says we should punish Israel for whatever uh, perceived problems people have with Israel. We, we were strong supporters of Israel. So I can like Kanye West and his 80% what he says and the stuff he says about Israel. You know, I hope he changes his mind. But as you say something else, why this, this uh, racism in our country and what we really are in this country, if anything, the policies coming out of the left are racist toward white people. I mean, the left, the, the anti-left, the anti-American leftist culture, academia, has spent decades and now has come to the fore, you know, just trying to instill in America a resentment among people of color toward white Americans. They have, I mean, this endless focus on race on every single issue we discuss. The left reduces it down to race and claims anyone who won't agree with the left-wing view must be racist. It's how they roll. It's how they function. It's how they've always functioned. And they don't have any place to go with it. They have gotten in bed with the argument. The left has gotten in bed with the argument that America is deeply racist. And so they do the whole culture, you know, just development of this culture of believing in white privilege and white supremacism and institutional racism and systemic racism. The left teaches these things not because they're trying to cure or to heal race relations, because they're trying to instill permanent racial division. This is why the left does. It's how they roll. It's what they do. It's what they believe in. They believe they derive political power out of spreading lies about America. It's why they focus on the 1619 Project instead of the beauty of our founding ideas in 1776. And where we are right now, you have in America a culture, a young people's culture that has had this ugly racism just just thrown in their face since they've been in kindergarten. So one idea, you know, it's interesting what Biden is doing. Um, there are essentially uh, programs that the Biden administration supports and other administrations did as well, but they basically have programs to help uh, small businesses. And so we have in Washington a Minority Business Development Agency, MBDA. 
Minority Business Development Agency. And in this, uh, this idea of this is to use federal tax dollars to develop um, minority-owned businesses. And so they define right on their website. They are um, the MBD, MBDA, which is part of the Department of Commerce, can only assist disadvantages, disadvantaged businesses, disadvantaged businesses. And so which they define as by race ethnicity and national origin. They only cover people who are businesses owned by African-Americans, Hispanics, American Indians, Asians, or Pacific Islanders. And all white owned businesses are just presumed to be not disadvantaged. Now, I know there's a need to help your neighbor, love your neighbor. I mean, I, I love the idea of supporting people getting into business, having small businesses, allow them to be self-sufficient. Um, but it's the only thing in America where we, where we are really okay with open, just overt, unapologetic racism. A white-owned business is not really welcome to pursue money, pursue aid for the Minority Business Development Agency. And you know, when you think about that, if you were a person, um, a, a grow, grew up in a relatively low-income area, you grew up in a, an area without much uh, a good quality education, didn't have parents around, it doesn't matter what color your skin is, you don't really probably understand how to run a business and how to make it successful. But then this, so this is what this, um, this, uh, you know, organization is supposed to be doing is helping people figure out how to get your business on their feet. How do you get your loads? How do you get set up? How do you set up a payroll? How do you set up your, I mean, all the things you have to know. Well, there are probably plenty of white people in this country who came from disadvantaged economic backgrounds and can't do this either. But it's, but if you're a leftist, you can be okay with it. Just ignore the suffering people who, because of their skin color, are not entitled to the aid. I mean, it's a small little piece, a small little issue but it feeds this whole way the left rolls. Hey, before we get off to uh, the bottom of the hour, if you're listening on radio, uh, you're listening to America Can We Talk. My name is Debbie Georgiatis. The show is called America Can We Talk. You can find it and listen to it later at americacanwetalk.org. americacanwetalk.org. I urge you to go there. Go to americacanwetalk.org. You can listen to the whole show, past interviews. Everything we do is right there. You come back. You have a break right now for three minutes, and you will come back, and we'll be right here talking to you. Okay, so you know, I, I really, I, I think that I'm, I do think Kanye West, I think uh, Candace Owens, many black conservatives. Oh, oh, that's what I can tell you about. So many black conservatives are very brave in this country, and they speak up about conservative ideas. And they are many of them criticized by their family, by their communities. They are shunned. Um, we have we have several really good friends who are black conservatives who talk about it's not that much fun to go home for Thanksgiving dinner with an extended family because the extended family doesn't like what they believe. I mean, it does take bravery. But the thing is, when Candace Owens, Kanye West, others do these kind of things, they help more conversations happen. They help more people stay at their home at their Thanksgiving table. Oh, I kind of like that. What I was going to tell you was, my husband and I went to see uh, the new movie. There was an original Uncle Tom film that was put out I'm going to say like two years ago. I'm not sure when that was. Or no, I mean, yeah, in 2020, I think. Anyway, there's a new version of Uncle Tom 2. So my husband and I went to see Uncle Tom 2. It happened that the uh, producer or the director were there. So we got to watch the film in a theater and then have a Q&A. It was just really, really fun. So one of those guys is going to join me on this show uh, on Thursday, November 3rd, I think it is. He's a Thursday guest. going to come in. Uh, you know, play portions of the show, talk about making this film, because I really think uh, what the left wants more than anything else is to 
say to America, we settled the question. America is permanently racist. Uh, every single black person in America simply must agree that they are a victim. Every single person who's not black must consider, or at least who is white, uh, must agree they are a permanent repressor and there's nothing they can do to get out of that. That's the whole purpose of critical race theory to establish because of your skin color that you're permanently assigned to some category and you can't get out of it no matter what. And so I want to urge you to watch, if you can, before that show on November 3rd, uh, watch Uncle Tom 2. It's, it's just a really, really good film. Really good film. Uh, as I say, this one guy, Chad, is going to join me on November 3rd in studio in Dallas. Uh, if, if you're in North Texas and you want to come to the studio, you can email me at americacanwetalk at gmail.com. We have great Thursday shows, in-studio audience, great guests. We always have a great time. So love to have you do that. Anyway, I want to, I, that kind of film, it really is, again, the um, prodding and poking at the uh, ideas that are kind of been encrusted in the minds of ignorant Americans uh, by the American left, just trying to convince them to think that America is permanently racist and nothing can be done about it and nothing could be further from the truth. So I hope you can tune in that show. Okay, I have two other topics I want to hit. Uh, one is uh, PayPal punished. And I will tell you that you probably heard this story, but I'm going to quickly share it with you. So PayPal, if you don't use PayPal, um, you know, it's just a, a vehicle that you have available, people have available um, to uh, pay each other, you know, so people have PayPal accounts, um, and especially, you know, for business transactions, you can hold, you can keep a balance and just in case you don't have PayPal, you can keep a balance in there. And then, uh, you know, many, many people have accounts. And so you can pay somebody, you can say, Oh, are you in PayPal? Yeah, me too. Okay. Well, let me pay for my blah, blah, blah on PayPal. So, now, so I will tell you, I have a PayPal account and the PayPal account, uh, I have one vendor, uh, who wants to pay me through PayPal. And so uh, it's the only vehicle they have available to pay people through PayPal. I'm sure that's going to change. I want to name the vendor, but I'm going to get to them and tell them they've got to change that practice. But in any case, uh, PayPal is, has become a very, very convenient thing for people. And PayPal is part of Silicon Valley. The, the whole Silicon Valley mindset, the, you know, the smartest people in the universe, they all are left-wingers. They all believe they know the right view to have on every subject. They know what you're supposed to think. You know that you're supposed to really kind of hate America. You're supposed to hate capitalism. And you're supposed to have a certain view on the border issue, a certain view on election fraud, a certain view on, on COVID policy, everything there is. Leftists have decided uh, just as they did in the way they've treated Kanye West, that the, only their views are are valid and everybody else either must agree with them or must be punished. So PayPal and their, uh, you know, just, just unbelievably arrogant, uh, we're the only smart people in the universe and we run everything. Uh, PayPal put out a policy update, um, which they've since taken down, but fortunately, obviously, nothing goes away on the internet. So uh, PayPal put a new policy announcing that it will sanction users who advance purported misinformation or present risks to users' well-being, that's their word, well-being, uh, with fines of up to $2,500 per offense. And if you didn't catch what I'm saying about PayPal, when you have PayPal, it's not like, uh, I guess it is kind of like Venmo. In fact, I think they own Venmo. But in any case, you know, you can have a vendor pay you and then you can pay somebody else out of your PayPal account. But people tend to hold a balance in PayPal. I mean, or many people do. They keep money. It's kind of like money in the bank. And so what PayPal was saying was they're not talking about, you know, 
uh, they're not a government entity. They're a private company. What they're basically saying is, since you were stupid enough to keep a balance in our company, if we don't like what you think, if we find that your conduct constitutes spreading misinformation or presents a risk to other people, that they can fine you for up to $2,500. They're going to take your money away, your private money, because you don't agree with them. It's like a bank. In fact, it is like the banks did in Canada when they basically, this, the big trucker protest over COVID vaccine mandates, they soon discovered the banks actually would go along with the government and freeze your money. I mean, it was a mind-blowing thing. And for the first time, many people woke up and said, they can take my money away? My, my money that's in the bank? Well, that's what PayPal thought they could do. They got such pushback, such blowback. People saying, you don't get to decide whether what but I think is right or wrong. You can't take my money away. They very quickly put out yet another announcement, which said PayPal, a spokesman says, the $2,500 fine, here's what they had to say. An AUP notice recently went out in error that included incorrect information. PayPal is not fining people for misinformation. And this language was never intended to be inserted in our policy. We're sorry for the confusion this has caused. Let me translate. They did not create confusion. They did mean to put it out. I mean, this is not a company that's going to cavalierly let some low-level flunky put public statements out. They're not going to let some, you know, goofball new college graduate put statements out about we're going to take your money away. This was okay with PayPal. I'm not saying, I don't know who were the highest levels of PayPal, but people, it was not some low level flunky. It was people high up and they, I mean, this just tell you the, tells you the arrogance of the left-wing mindset. It obviously never occurred to them that people might not put up with this. They may have thought, oh, it might be a few people who get mad. They got such blowback and all these major entities are now, can now canceling their PayPal account, pay getting out of PayPal. I urge you to do that. I'm going to do that. You should do that. Because the only way these arrogant leftist, you know, rulers of the universe, mar cultural Marxists get the message is if you starve them. You have to starve them of business. And then they might say, okay, okay. Because right now they're trying to get away with, oh, well, you know, we, we didn't really um, mean that. We just got, you know, we don't know how, I mean, they just, they don't make any explanation or any excuse. But they do say, you know, that they they didn't really mean that. We're sorry about that. Um, and it's kind of like someone made the analogy how people are sick of the California uh, laws and regulations, a growing government, and so people are, as they say, voting with their feet. They're moving out of California, which has the most lovely climate in the country. I'm sorry, it's true. They really do. They have the most lovely climate in the country, uh, beautiful, you know, miles and miles and miles of beautiful ocean, and people are leaving. They're losing people because their policies are so aggressive, so repressive, so anti-American, so socialist. And so people leave California. Well, this is kind of like, you know, voting with your money, this PayPal thing, pulling your money out. It's a great, great, great idea. But, you know, I will tell you what, one reason PayPal felt so justified and invigorated and, and probably thought no one's going to really care is because what they're doing with PayPal is, is the mindset of the left on so many issues, which is, they decide what is misinformation, disinformation, malinformation. And so you had just one little example before I get to what occurred with Twitter over the weekend. 
But um, I want to share this other thing that happened with um, that is similar to and where people from PayPal running that place probably thought. People are not allowed to think that. Uh, we'll take their money away. The Biden administration, you likely recall, they created under DHS for a brief period of time, they created the Disinformation Governance Board. And the whole point of the Disinformation Governance Board was they're announcing ahead of time, we are going to decide what truth is, just like George Orwell's 1984. We're the Ministry of Truth. We decide what's true. And then we punish people if they dare to say things that we, the government, have decided is not true. It's so profoundly un-American, it was breathtaking. So obviously the Biden administration got huge pushback, said, okay, okay, okay. They dissolved the uh, Disinformation Governance Board on very short notice. But in the meantime, they're still spending money. The Biden administration is spending your tax dollars to go out to entities around this country to, let me just tell you, uh, to eight state, local, tribal, and territorial governments, nonprofits, and institutions of higher education for them to spend to fight and uh, fight misinformation, disinformation, malinformation as all part of their TVTP, Targeted Violence and Terrorism Prevention Grant Program. They gave uh, almost $6,000 to 10 organizations between 20 and 2022 to combat supposed violence, extremist violence, and terrorism online. So you work really hard or your business works really hard and you make money, you pay your taxes because you're a law-abiding person, and the government's using your money to go out to organizations that are left-wing in view, that actually do hold the notion that nobody's allowed to think anything that we don't agree with, and you, those the government money is going to those organizations to get after you, to have you reported as someone who is, you know, engaging in malinformation, disinformation. And of course, you all remember the DHS bulletin, which I've been over, I don't know how many times in February of this year, this year, DHS put out a bulletin, I think it was February 7th, put out a bulletin saying, if you dare to disagree with the government and say it out loud, on the subject of election fraud in 2020, or of efficacy of COVID vaccines or other COVID treatments, you might be guilty uh, of being a domestic terrorist. They actually put that out and they're warning people. This is people, our country is so far over the cliff toward cultural Marxism, toward tyranny out of Washington, toward totalitarian control of this country, that a federal agency funded by your tax dollars is letting America know you're not allowed to think things or say things that we say you aren't allowed to say. You can't question election integrity or you might be a domestic terrorist. And, and heaven knows there are people down that millions aware of massive election fraud in this country, but they're telling you you might be a terrorist and you just might be intimidated into silence or arrest or whatever else. Same thing with respect to COVID policies, which we'll get to in our last story for the day. The same message is coming out of Washington related to COVID. You are not entitled, you are not allowed to voice ideas that challenge the COVID vaccines, no matter how many deaths result, no matter how much damage results, you might be a domestic terrorist if you question the vaccines or you question the efficacy of treatments the government's trying to get you to stop talking about. Uh, you know, we're going to do a bigger uh, deep dive on COVID sometime soon. Oh, yeah, uh, I have uh, Dr. Peter McCullough joining me on the show. He's been on numerous times. I think the date is 
Wednesday, November 2nd. I'm talking from memory, but I think that's the date. So he'll be joining us uh, Wednesday, November 2nd uh, to talk about the latest things, including this next story that we're going to get to. But before we get to the last segment for the day, I must do my very quick reminder to you folks that we now are down to five days away from the best summit in America. I can call it that, best summit in America. We have right here in Dallas this coming Saturday, October 15th, the third annual Women for Freedom Summit. And I want to tell you something really important. I'm, I was very disappointed. I got two emails on the same day, I think it was Saturday, from people in different parts of the country, men saying, hey, are guys allowed to come to your summit? I mean, you call it Women for Freedom. Are guys allowed? I, I, you know, I to tell you, yes is the answer. Not only are men allowed, probably half the audience will be men. We have men and women speaking and men and women in the audience. It is for everyone. And you know, I've But the reason I like putting women for freedom in the name of the summit is because I really am always trying to speak to women voters because we do in this country. We would have far more consistent conservative victories in this country on elections all over if more women voted for conservative answers. Women still tend to vote, get a little bit more drawn in by the left's lies. The left lies about, you know, Allegedly, their solutions are more compassionate. Uh, they're making life fairer. All the ways that leftists have throughout the centuries sold leftism, have sold leftism. And, and what, what they mean is we're going to be under, take tyrannical control. You'll no longer have your freedom, but don't worry. We're going to make things fair. We're going to show compassion and too many women buy into that. So back to my summit. You still can buy tickets. I'd love to have you come. So the summit is called, it's our third annual Women for Freedom. And yeah, there's a summit flyer right there on our screen. Um, I will tell you that we have the most extraordinary speakers coming. Uh, we have uh, Sidney Powell, a brilliant legal mind talking about rule of law. We have Dr. Simone Gold, who is just a stellar leader as a doctor and a lawyer. She's going to be talking about uh, the future of healthcare freedom and what we need to do to hold on to that. We have, I mean, just, I run, I start running to the speakers and I feel like I, I want to mention each of them because every one of them will be worth it for you to come. Even every one of these will be worth it for you to come. We have, I think it's now 16 speakers. It's a packed day, uh, a really great, upbeat, pro-America, pro-positive, but very substantive, very informative day. We have Laura Logan coming. Uh, we have, I mean, just, just amazing people. Um, and so you see that uh, flyer you're looking at, you can go to our website, americacanwetalk.org, americacanwetalk.org, buy your ticket. We still have tickets left. Uh, it's right here in Dallas. We have a great day planned. Uh, love to have you here. We're going to be talking about everything from China to vaccine passports, China credit scores, uh, what's happening at the border, uh, what's happening with national security, what's happening um, with America's military. I mean, we have just an enormously exciting, exciting uh, day. I'd love to have you come. Again, go to americacanwetalk.org, get your ticket, come to Dallas. You will not regret it. You will love this summit. I hope to see more and more of you there. Okay, so last topic I have today, I called Dr. Twitter uh, threatens America's health. And I'm just going to tell you very quickly, uh, I know you've heard these stories, but I just want to... Um, hit a couple of things that are, is occurring on this same idea. It's kind of actually this show has a theme today, I guess, but you know, we had, you know, we talked in the beginning about how the left is just trying to silence lo love of America by silencing Columbus Day and, and 
urging everyone to only think about uh, America's evil. And, they're, and they, they actually call celebrating Columbus Day a racist thing to do, which is not, do not buy into that garbage. The left thinks that they just repeat and repeat and repeat every evil idea they have, that they will eventually just wear us all down and we'll say, okay, fine, whatever you want, just, just, you know, just fine. We're, we're sick of arguing. We must stand up for this country, my friends. We must stand up on issue after issue after issue for this country. And so we talked earlier today about Kanye West and Candace Owens, who are basically just trying to say, they said white lives matter. I mean, as though the left is they think they're justified in being outraged because someone dared to point out that white people, actually, their lives matter too. But that is how they think. They cannot believe that anyone would be so audacious as to treat white people as other human beings. I mean, this is how they think. So on to where we are right now. Um, so Twitter uh, got a little wound up. Um, and Twitter, by the way, another, you know, Silicon Valley left wing, uh, you know, Rulers of the universe were smarter than you all. Left wing, uh, love big government tyranny, love to take away your freedom, love to shut down voices, love to tell people you aren't allowed to speak unless you agree with us. They get these ideas. I mean, I don't know, you know, it's funny. I, uh, people say, well, is, is the Silicon Valley and Twitter and all these people, are they just echoing the left in Washington, the Biden and the left wing uh, Democrat party? Or is the Democrat Party getting emboldened by how uh, the, the whole Twitter world and, and Facebook and, and all these entities that, that silence speech? And then the third player in the middle of that, of course, is the media. And many people recently have been saying it's really the media, the left wingers that get into media. They have no interest in actually reporting anything, but they get into media. They think you're in charge of telling everyone what to think. And Washington follows suit and the left wing, you know, social media giants follow suit too. Whatever it is, Twitter had the unmitigated audacity. And this is not just battling over a political idea. This is actually dangerous. So what they did, Twitter got after, um, uh, uh, excuse me, um, Twitter banned Dr. Peter McCullough, who's, as I said, is joining us on the show in uh, on Thursday, November 3rd. So I said to Mr. Emilio, my wonderful producer, I sent him a clip. He, he um, uh, I believe I sent him that clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is what occurred. It's a little bit long clip, but I want to have you have him play it just so you understand what Twitter took down. This is Peter McCullough, one of the world's most renowned cardiologists, banned from Twitter because they don't like what he's saying about COVID. Let's quick play that, please. Journal of Medicine and a member of the External Advisory Committee to the U.S. FDA said, "We're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it." The only way we'll know if these vaccines are safe in these young children is to just widely utilize it in the population. That statement will go down as the most reckless, as the most reprehensible scientific statement in the history of medical bioethics. This will cause harm. Okay, go ahead. All of us want to be superheroes. The most important heroes are those that help others. This year, thousands of kids like us around the world joined the COVID-19 vaccine trial. To all the kids who volunteered, we'd like to say, Thank you. But one day I had a stomach ache so bad, I didn't want to do anything. The team at New York Presbyterian said it was actually my heart. 
it was severely swollen, something called myocarditis. But doctors gave me medicines and used machines to control my heartbeat. They saved me. So now I can become the next great fashion designer. Amelia, I'm gonna cut it short. Um, I, I wanna say, so Dr. McCall put this video up on Twitter. This is what led to them just banning him. He's trying to warn people, and Dr. McCullough has been warning people around the country, around the world, that these COVID vaccines are not safe. They're, they're beyond not safe. They're dangerous. And he's been warning people that you actually um, don't need them to stay healthy. You don't need them to avoid uh, getting uh, ill from COVID. And he's been extraordinarily brave. He's been speaking up about the efficacy of um, ivermectin and halbudesonide and all sorts of treatments that really do help people with COVID. Early on, Dr. McCall was on my show really early on during COVID talking about how, you know, for the vast majority of people, you'll get through it if you're under whatever his age, he said 60 or something, uh, you know, you'll, you'll get through it without much of a problem. You know, treat it like a flu, take care of yourself. But the point is he's been a brave doctor speaking up and now he's trying to warn people about the dangers of these mRNA vaccines. He is, you know, he's a world-renowned cardiologist. He is outspoken, he's brave, he testifies everywhere. So Twitter decided that he wasn't allowed to be on Twitter because he's promoting disinformation, misinformation. I mean, these are, I don't know at Twitter, if anyone beyond, you know, the flunkies at the lowest level, even look at what he's saying. I don't know if this is a board level decision at Twitter or who's making it. I mean, Elon Musk is about, you know, to, I guess he now is going to buy Twitter and then he is going to be able to uh, open up again. But this idea of the uh, Twitter social media giants thinking, they have more right to speak to the American people and to silence doctors trying to help the American people. They have more right to communicate than this doctor does who's done an enormous amount of good trying to spread truth. And even if you say, well, you know, what if Dr. McCullough is wrong about X, Y, or Z? Okay, maybe he is. I, don't, I actually think he's brilliant. But even if you did think he's wrong, okay, then the answer is you can go to hear other doctors. You can hear other people's opinions. You can go... You can listen to Dr. Fauci if you want to. You can listen to anybody you want. But Twitter has joined this censoring mindset that says nobody says anything that the left has not decreed. Fauci's still out there trying to claim that there's a, that ivermectin doesn't work. It's dangerous. Um, he said it just recently, like in this last week on some talk show. Oh yeah, ivermectin, which is now has, it's something like six double blind studies have proven ivermectin is very effective in treating COVID, as is hydroxychloroquine, as was inhalbudesonide. Um, All these treatments are the subject of actual studies that show they actually work, and yet Fauci is out there saying, no, you know, they're terrible, don't do them, only do what we say. And Twitter is joining in this silencing of one of the most, I mean, really renowned doctors around. It is, it is just a window on the mindset of the left. Very similar thing, uh, Twitter, Dr. Twitter killing, which is killing people, by the way. You can't get the information they're trying to give. The other one has to do with a Florida Surgeon General uh, whose name is Joseph Ladapo, and he put out a tweet trying to explain to people how dangerous these vaccines are. And in particular, he, in this tweet, uh, laid out the danger to especially healthy young people. 
and basically said in this tweet, the COVID mRNA vaccine is found to cause an 84% increase in death for men ages 18 to 19. He previously was one of the brave ones saying, there's no reason in the world to give COVID vaccine to children. No reason at all, don't do it. Now he's on to talking about the increase in death of people, of men between the ages of 18 and 39 uh, from after they've had the COVID mRNA vaccine found to cause an 84% increase. So the answer of Twitter, instead of saying, my gosh, that's terrible, let us help you get the word out, is to silence him, take him off. Now, I one of these, I think maybe the Florida surgeon one they reverse, but I really just wanna close the show by saying this. Social media, the, the, the plethora, the, the number of sources that exist today to, you know, that, to provide news that like this show, like other serious conservative podcasts, many shows in this country are trying to bring truth to the American people and are trying to do research that are very substantive, very serious to bring truth to the American people. And the organization of media in this country from the monolithic connection in Washington, D.C. between the uh, pharmaceutical companies, the gigantic pharmaceutical companies, uh, the organizations in Washington, the bureaucracies are supposed to oversee them, but instead they've locked arms and they they work together to push the vaccines. I mean, we are fighting not just a war against people trying to tyrannize America, to force America to do things we don't want, like take a vaccine we don't want, but we're really facing a war of information. You are not, they're trying to say you're never going to get access to anything left has not approved. And this is why it's incumbent every American, as you pursue finding where truth is, finding out what the truth is, it's really important to recognize if you're just getting up every morning and reading the New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, you know, any the, almost any major newspaper in almost every city, and then listening to the major networks, you have absolutely no idea what's happening in this country. You have. Yeah, whether they're controlled by the government or they control the government, the fact is you can't get the truth from them. And if you do want the truth and you care about what's true, you need to have that explorer spirit like Christopher Columbus and say, I'm going to get out there and figure it out myself. I'm going to read different things. I'm going to move out of my little bubble. I'm going to find things and find truth. That's the only way in this present era in America that's the only way you can get to things that will really shape your ability to understand the issues and to get to truth. I have more to say, but sadly, I'm out of time for today. So I do want to thank you for tuning in to America Can We Talk. I close this show every day by telling you, our listeners, why the stories we talked about today matter to you. So we started our show today, and we were talking about the um, it's Columbus Day America. Columbus Day celebrates a key event in the development of America as the ultimate bastion of human liberty on earth. Biden instead celebrates Indigenous Peoples Day. The left tolerates and condones the tear down of Columbus statues, which is outrageous. The left, left's message is always tear down America, destroy freedom, teach American children to hate their country. A red wave must sweep this poison out of America on November 8th. It'll take longer than that because it's going to take till we sweep it out of academia too. Kanye and Candace spoke for all sane Americans. Kanye West and Candace Owens wear White Lives Matter sweatshirts to a Paris fashion show. Candace Owens set to release a Black Lives Matter documentary, which she called The Greatest Lie Ever Told. I cannot wait to see that. 
Kanye West conservative interview with Tucker Carlson goes mega viral. Difficult to overstate the influence of these two. These two have on pop culture and black identity. Both are proudly conservative and Christian and MAGA patriots, absolutely upending and destroying stereotypes of how all blacks must think. West still goes off the rails from time to time, especially with his seeming anti-Semitism, but still doing far more good than bad in waking up all Americans. Few understand the courage required for black Americans to stand up in this way, but millions of black Americans are right with them. They just needed their example. And on PayPal punished, uh, PayPal proposed policy to take $2,500 per incident, by the way, from customers who spread disinformation, quickly backtracked after public outcry. PayPal stock took a major hit today. Accounts are being closed nationwide. PayPal actually believed it is its right and responsibility to discipline its customers who do not conform to PayPal's version of truth and woke virtue. Far beyond outrageous, zero respect for law and private property and freedom of speech. Where does this arrogance and hubris originate? DC or Silicon Valley, or maybe the media? It's a fascist capitalist enforcement of secular religion in a totalitarian way. PayPal will hopefully be forced out of business or forced into a restart. The backlash from this violation of trust should be terminal to PayPal. And Dr. Twitter threatens America's health. Twitter took down the accounts of Dr. Peter McCullough, one of the most credentialed, published, respected cardiologists in the world, and Florida's Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Latipo. Because both are raising serious and legitimate questions based on medical data and analysis about the safety and efficacy of COVID vaccines. Who made Twitter the judge and decider of medical science? Twitter's censorship actions, in light of its heavily rumored connections to American intelligence agencies, raises enormous red flags. What is the agenda of big tech and the deep state? And that, my very fine friends, is America Can We Talk for today. Thank you so very much for tuning in every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time to America Can We Talk, where I always talk truth about America because America matters. And I will talk to you next time. America, can we talk truth about America? Can